Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back at it. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Hey, welcome to the Saturday ah! Season! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Hockey, it's back! It's back! <laughs> I hope you're excited. Yeah. Uh, Steve and Jesse and I are going to be on uh, Discord today at 6 o'clock, answering your questions, Woo! hanging out, mm. which we're excited about. It's the start of the mm. season. Big shout out to Rob Malloy for, um, uh, for putting Being. that together. The Ro- Sir Robert. Shout Amore. out to him for being. Uh, also, I want to do a big shout out to ODR Hockey Heroes, who as of this morning, and we've been talking about this um, uh, on and on and on about this guy who has created this hockey game that's like Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. It is now 80% funded on Kickstarter. That's so wow. many percent! So congratulations. If you got Woo. an extra five or ten bucks to add in, there's some benefits that go along with it. And of course, you can try it out. Just search ODR as an outdoor rank hockey heroes. Um, is on that what Google. it stands for? Yeah, that's what it is. I thought it was odor. <laughs> I thought it was smelly odor. Well, I mean, it could make sense to be odor, right? They should make a game about hockey smell. Oh, shout out, shout out, Chris! Like Chris is, is I've never met somebody who's so passionate about their project. You know, like yeah. I, I love people who are very passionate about what they do, and he is the definition of that. So it's it's awesome to see that this is uh, almost funded. We're like almost the there, five k away. Yeah. So, and thank you the to the three hundred and twenty people. I think I would wager majority SDP listeners who are supporting this person. Uh, Chris obviously is an SDP listener as well, has been for a long time. So it's amazing to see the community supporting the community, and, and congratulations, Chris. You're almost there, pal. So, mm-hmm. what, what you want to talk about? Well, I just want to talk about generally excitement. Generally, just the 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 excited feeling that you have right now. It'd be so nice if the NHL didn't start off their season in the most awkward way possible Ugh. with a 5.30 p.m. start. Oh, that's what you're talking yep. about. Yeah, no. That's the, what I'm talking about. The other, oh. the other thing is coming later in the show. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I think because we're all happy about the season starting, why not start it at a normal time? 5.30? Who even is kind of weird. I like the 5.30 time because it means that while my daughter is uh, eating dinner, I can have the hockey game on. Mm, yeah, because like all normally all the NHL games just start at 5.30 Eastern. No, it's, you're right. You're right. That makes Weird. no sense. I think they want to do the staggered start thing because they're doing... Isn't today the start of that ice surfing thing? No. I don't no, know. And if it is, I blocked it out. I'm too sad. <laughs> the, the, ice, the NHL ice surfing red zone idea only happens when every team plays. Oh, right. Okay. There's, there's three games. Please at, keep calling it ice surfing. Also, there is, <laughs> I'm calling it ice surfing forever. There is no. There are no Canadian teams playing today. All of them will be tomorrow for Wednesday Night Hockey in Canada, which is a national night. Uh, along with Saturday night, which will be exciting. So the Leafs, of course, only have two games to kick off the year, and I'm already bummed about it. Can you tell me who's in the first game of the season? That's what I was trying to figure out. Well, so at 5.30. No. Mm. Uh, isn't it the Penguins and Blackhawks? You would think so. Yeah. You would think that that would be the opening game. It's, it's the, not. Crosby it's, versus Bedard is a great game to kick off the season, but it's yeah. not that. It's, it, that game at 8 p.m. in Pittsburgh doesn't kick off the season. There's okay. an extra game at 5.30. 
Anaheim, Columbus. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Nashville and Minnesota. Nashville is in the game. Nashville. They are the road team, and they are playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, two teams with such a story history. <laughs> and they <laughs> hate each other. Winner gets Ryan McDonough. Who made this? Loser Ryan. gets Tanner Janot. The, the, the McDonough Janot ball. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I love it. The NHL had a fantastic idea. Start the season, Crosby Bedard. Awesome. But no. Let's throw in a random Nashville-Tampa game that's happening in Tampa. Yeah. So it's in the Eastern time zone at 5.30. Yep. Which Why? means it's on at 4.30 in Nashville. Why? Why? Or Why? Is, it, is Nashville a different time zone? Yeah, Nashville's one hour. We know this because we started our draft stream at the wrong time. I forgot <laughs> Because we didn't know we had to switch to what local time. idiots. I man, I haven't run that fast since elementary school. <laughs> when you guys were like, "Hey, uh, the stream starts at like ten minutes," da -da 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 -da. <laughs> we're like, "Oh, the draft starts at six, not seven. Well, and like we're we were shooting stuff. I don't think the video is up yet, but we were shooting stuff like outside the arena, and we're like, "Man, everyone's in a rush. How come there's a hour before the draft? I don't know. Maybe they're." friends and family of the players who are gonna get nope, just fucking stupid. Wow. Um, oh, well. So can I tell you what I'm excited about? Nashville, Tampa. Nice, Nashville, Tampa. Super pumped. Yeah, great rivalry. All the players. Historic. Man. Who aren't Crosby and Bedard. Uh, Jonas Johansson versus UC Saros. That's the matchup we've been waiting for. Hell uh -huh. yeah. Uh, no, it might be... Uh, it might be Kochekov. Uh, Pro well, yeah, because Kochekov was loaned to the Syracuse Crunch but can't play for the Lightning. He can't play for the Lightning. So weird. <laughs> no, Ryan O'Reilly for Steven Stamkos. Oh, yeah. Uh, oldie but a goodie bowl. A guy um, who didn't want to come to Toronto versus a guy who couldn't wait to leave. <laughs> it's the so, I hate Toronto Fest. Yeah, it's great. We're from here and we hate it. Um, I think, uh, I think I, I'm, I'm the most excited because I'm going to do the most on-brand thing on Saturday. Oh, oh, What's the most oh. on-brand thing Adam Wilde can do? Oh, man. You are going to... Hmm. You're you're going to do something with history and your lawn. No. So No, no. Here, wait. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> and my you're lawn. You're going to listen to uh, 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 a eight-part podcast series yep. on the Franco-Prussian Empire Wars or whatever mm -hmm. happened there. Franco-Prussian. Franco-Prussian. Like it was the Franco-Prussian War. Yeah, well, there you go. And <laughs> Late you're 1860s. also going to wear white uh, tennis shoes and look at the lawn. No. What What do I... What's an, an on-brand... See, this is how out of... See, that's a very summer on-brand thing for me to do. What's a hockey season on-brand thing for me to do? Definitely not go to a small town at all. <laughs> no, it's not that. Come on. Uh... Come on, our listeners give it to us all the time about you're this. You're gonna, you're gonna, winter at, tires. You're gonna be at the game in your seats. That's right. Oh, and I'm sitting in a new lounge that only eight people get to sit in. What? I know, and and it's with Matt. <laughs> Who'd you invite? I, well, I only got one ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh -huh. So I'm going to it. It's the MasterCard Lounge, and only eight people can be there, and I will be one of the eight.
Now it's it's in it conjunction. Very Adam. We're you working, son of a gun. We were well. We're working together, Mastercard and SDN. Oh, have we been working together? We're for, not. Yes, Adam we Wild and Mastercard are working together because you own Mastercard. Jesse, you also worked with Mastercard earlier this did year. Did you know, everybody listening? Did you know that every time you make a transaction with a Mastercard, Adam gets two cents. That's right. All it's transactions. My Michael Jordan credit card deal. Yep. <laughs> Adam gets two cents of yeah. every transaction. So, so listen, I just want to let you know that's where I will be on Saturday night. I will be there. I think it's against the Minnesota Wild. Which you think? You don't yeah. even know. Yeah, doesn't matter. Although they do share my name. So I think that's perfect. So you're going to be Who there. Who do you cheer for? First Hockey Night, Canada, uh, Hockey Night in Canada game of the year. That's right. Saturday night in Toronto. That's right. Adam Wild in the MasterCard Suites. Yep. Are you going to smoke a cigar? No, you, you can't gonna, smoke in there. You're going to wear a top hat and no, a monocle? <laughs> maybe. Maybe I will. Yeah. He's going to wear a three-piece suit like the old days. Yeah. yeah. Your crocodile shoes on, <laughs> leather belt. You're now we're later gators on. Can you buy crocodile leather anymore? Uh, you would know. Surely. Surely. Sure. You must. Anyway, uh, that's what I'll be doing. So I'll see you there if you're one of the eight people in my exclusive box. Wow. Otherwise, I'll be spitting on you. Um, so <laughs> now, Steve, yesterday you messaged the group and you said in tomorrow's lineup, tomorrow's lineup, I would like a space to rant about something. Now, I think it's important I did. that after we yeah, – so this is great. I love when Steve asked me to put it in a lineup and then forgets it. Um, oh! But – I do remember. We have a huge announcement. You've maybe already seen it uh, on social media, but there is an announcement. We're having a new show on SDPN, and they will join us after Steve talks about this. Steve, can you tell us what it is you wanted to say about waivers this weekend? Jesse, it was really important that Steve got this in. Oh, that's not the rant I thought I was going on. I wasn't no, going to rant about waivers. What did you want to say about waivers? I was going to comment on it. What did you want to comment on? I was just, it's nice that Martin Jones got through. I thought we were going to talk about that. Do you want to save that for the Leafs thing? Yeah, I would. Okay, well, we can to. save that. And, well, and also, you, I, okay, you didn't I say, like some of the things that were done. You didn't say Martin Jones waivers. You just said waivers. So generally, I assume, like, does he have an issue with the waiver wire? That no! I just wanted to make sure it got in. Okay, all right. Adam, you do such a good job with the prep, and sometimes I'm like, I'm going to help. And then does it ever help? It does help. It oh, does shut help. up. It helps. Well, how much percent of the time? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, yeah. we're happy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I'm always well, appreciative of this. I did have a rant. So, so here. <laughs> I, I did have a rant. <laughs> okay. And it's just that I'm so damn excited. Jesse, should we bring him on? Uh, our new podcast? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, oh. listen. It's an exciting, we've, we've talked about it this whole entire episode, how exciting it is that we're back and hockey's back and all that stuff. But, uh, Jesse, why don't you tell us? Because I can never remember the title. I can't remember which name comes first. Can you tell us the title of this? It's, uh, it's, it's Arpin's Bath, whose last name is first. Yeah. Mark and Tuan Godin's name is second. Right. And then the so, notebook. So do we welcome them to SDPN now? Yes. Yeah! The Basu and Godin Notebook. Don't you forget it. It's the title of the podcast. Don't you forget it like I did. Uh, listen, I, all I've honestly, they they said they called it the notebook, and then I sent them a picture of the notebook movie with Ryan Gosling and Rachel uh, McAdams making out, and I said, Do you guys want this to be your album art for Spotify? They they didn't respond. Can you believe that? I think it might be illegal. <laughs> and I might be. Gentlemen, welcome to SDPN. We're so excited to have you aboard. This is going to be hey. great. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Wow. That was a, that's as smooth an intro as I've ever gotten. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? 
I do my That's best. Just like butter right there. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're very happy to bring the Basu and Gane podcast to SDPN. I thought it was the Basu and Godin notebook. Notebook. Okay, so yeah. listen. Uh, but but here's the thing. You know, uh, you guys are two journalists we followed for a long, long time. You guys are so well known in, in not just Montreal, but all over North America and all over the world because Montreal Canadiens fans are literally everywhere. Everywhere. Never. Um, and this show is going to be the place where Canadians fans can go to to find out exactly what's going on with this franchise, which is young and up and coming and fun and doesn't have a lot of pressure on it this year. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can absolutely not a lot of pressure on it is is relative. Of course, uh, right. you know, this is not uh, we're not talking about the National Predators here. But, yeah, there is like a, a big uh they actually almost have a pressure to fail. There's a big chunk of the fan base that is not happy with how quickly the rebuild is is going or how they're how they're approaching it. But yeah, it's gonna, you know, Mark Antoine and I have been doing a podcast for the last six six, six years, years, I think. Yeah, yeah six years. Um, and it's just us bantering. You know, I mean, if anyone uh, is is new to the podcast, we hope there's gonna be a lot of people that are new to the podcast. Um, it's Mark Antoine and I shooting the shit basically and about the Canadians and, and, and all of our thoughts. And, and the reason why we chose the notebook name is that like over the course of the week, we talked to so many people. We, we, we talked about so many subjects with players and coaches and everything that, you know, it's impossible to get it all out in written form. And so this is our way uh, to kind of fill in the gaps and fill in all the cracks that you might miss um, twice a week on, on, on this team. And, and I'm just, so happy that Steve is now associated with the Montreal Canadiens podcast. This is actually what makes me the happiest of, of this whole thing is, is this, this marriage between Steve and the Canadians. This has been a long time coming. I'm so excited. I, you know, I, I get a lot of, first of all, a lot of Leaf fans got really mad at me for wearing that Jersey. Um, but also um, Habs fans, they keep coming up to me and they're like, I got so much joy from your misery in, in 2021. I just, I want you to know that. Uh, but even as a Leaf fan, I, I can't help but have reverence for the Montreal Canadiens. What what makes the, the, the Habs and their fan base so uh, special in the world of hockey? I think it's the, well, the history's got something to do with it. A winning history, mind you. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just that it, it reverberates. You know, when we, we hear the term... Uh, Red Sox nation, Yankees nation, well, there's Habs nation, and Habs nation is real. When the Canadians go to Vancouver, it's filled, the, the, the arena is filled with Canadians fans. Uh, same in, in Calgary, same, you know, it, and you could go probably wherever there are fans of hockey anywhere in the world, uh, they know the Montreal Canadians, and it's, it's a brand that it's so evocative, so admired that that's why it's so, so much fun to talk hockey about the Montreal Canadiens because you know that your reach is huge. So we obviously we talk to to uh, to, to fans that are from from Montreal, from Quebec, the the, the French speakers too. But everywhere you can reach uh, fans of the Montreal Canadiens, and that's a uh, that's a that's a lot of fun because when you talk the the nitty gritty of that team, the knots and bolts of the inner workings of that organization. You know that it interests people everywhere. And this, we call it the notebook for a specific reason, because this isn't really the first iteration of the notebook. You guys actually used to do a column called the notebook where you'd fill in Canadians fans and everything that happened during the week. And this is kind of progr a progression of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Mark Antoine and I worked together for, uh, for quite some time, almost six years. And... 
um, when he was let go from the athletic, we, we, we couldn't do this Monday morning, um, that's when good day notebook where we would just kind of gather all the tidbits that didn't make it into other things or we're, we couldn't use, but were still interesting and just kind of presented them. And so that, that created a bit of a following. Unfortunately, that's not going to continue, at least not in the form it, it existed in prior. Um, so yeah, so this is, this is an extension of that, but it's really, I mean, for the, for the people who are coming back, who are listening, who listen, have listened to the podcast for whatever number of years you've listened to it, it's going to be very similar to what we were doing before. I mean, it's, it's, there's going to be some added features, some, some kind of regular, um, segments that we want to introduce that'll make sort of the Monday and the Friday episode unique. Uh, but by and large, it's going to be me and Mark Antoine just kind of going back and forth on subjects, diving a little deeper than I think most podcasts are willing to go and maybe a little too deep for some people's liking, but that's how <laughs> we like to do it. You know, it's, it's, the minutia and the details and all that stuff is something that really kind of fascinates us and, and is going to kind of drive the podcast just like it did before. Yeah. And our podcast too was used to be bilingual. So we used to have an, an episode in French and another one in English, but uh, the, the Basu and Gaudet notebook uh, with SDPN will be strictly in English. So that's, so it's, it's going to be tw still twice a week and uh, twice the fun. <laughs> that was awful that was terrible i know yeah. that was as good as me <laughs> I, i love cheesy i i love it i love it extra cheesy should that go in the yeah, description it should go in the, the description of the yeah podcast. that's gotta be twice, twice the, the fun, twice the fun. <laughs> hey uh, uh, uh steve you had a question right i was gonna say well what what pressing topic heading into game one of the season is causing you twice the fun <laughs> What pressing topic? Well, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think the Canadians were kind of devoid of any information. Our first episode really dives into everything we learned from Sunday to Monday. But the pressing topic with the Canadians is, you know, this need to have sort of this, a top end talent emerge from kind of the group that's there. Um, so you have Nick Suzuki, who's 24 now. I don't want to call it a make or break, but it's kind of going to define who he is as a player this season. Is he a guy who can get you... 85, 90 points a year, or is he going to settle into kind of that 75 point range um, or even lower? Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Cole Caulfield, what's he going to become? Like the high ceiling guys that they have sort of have to show some evidence that they can reach that ceiling. Um, it's not critical that it happens this year, but it would be, I think, nice for the organization to see some progression towards that and to, and to have some evidence that the guys they have right now could provide those top end or kind of higher end players that they're going to need to eventually succeed, which is obviously not going to happen this year. Yeah. They're going to be big on, on individual progression, even more than the group progression. So they, they need uh, Arpin mentioned those guys, but Kirby doc's growth is going to be huge for this team. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Newhook, who's a new newcomer. How is he going to fit in that group and provide them with, you know, another bit of let's call it high end talent, but mm -hmm. certainly like, like, Uh, higher tier talent uh this is this is this going to be another guy who's going to be uh interesting to watch Caden Gooley on defense but the tricky thing is that they've got those young guys that they really bank on but how much are they going to stretch you know the the the, the rubber band and 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 see well guys it's it's going to be your team now so go on and 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 improve Well, at some point, is, there, is it going to be too much responsibility or all those young players are going to be up to the task? That's going to be a very key thing to follow all season long. 
Well, and, and one thing that, that hit me, gentlemen, and I know you'll hit this in the uh, in the show this afternoon, is Yoel Armia not being, uh, I mean, I he was waived. I doubt he gets claimed by, by the end of this show. We'll know. But um, what happened there? Because there's a guy with a ton of high-end talent. He's huge. And I think that they believed in him when they picked him up. Well, that was that was a previous administration, and then right. and he, he was a key component of that 2021 run to the final. You know, that fourth line with Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, but he just hasn't performed at that level, particularly under the current administration. So, what they see is a 3.4 million dollar a year player who is at best a fourth line player on this team. And and frankly, you know, this was everything that happened with the the waiver the waiver claim or the him being put on waivers and getting through waivers. Actually, he's actually already been gone unclaimed because he has another year left on his contract so um you know there were a lot of there were some salary cap gymnastics that had to happen he actually stayed on the roster for the opening night roster uh just for ltir reasons but you know once carrie price goes on ltir they could actually just bring him back it's 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 not clear how long he will go to laval or if he even does go to laval which he hasn't yet officially but he's just you know i mean i think this was also a way to send him a message like his training camp was very blah He's, he's, he actually played like a guy who just has a job and and just didn't want to get hurt, sort of thing. So, um, and that's kind of how he rolls. You know, he's when he's when he's on, he's really good, and he has he has a skill set that's very rare in a bigger guy. He has incredible hands in tight quarters. Is a good board battler. Uh, you know, can can be very good and is an excellent penalty killer. It's just that he doesn't bring that all the time, and and he doesn't yeah. bring all of it at the same time often enough. So. For an older veteran guy, you, you expect some consistency, and he's he's been anything but consistent. The yeah. Basu Godan put- Notebook joining SDPN. Gentlemen, we're so excited to have you on board. Once again, it's it's uh, very, very cool. And by the way, difference from uh, what these guys are doing before, what were they were doing before, they did the column, they did the podcast. Now the podcast will be available on audio and video, which is yes. really important as well. We like your that. your beautiful faces. That's right. Gentlemen, yeah. thanks, thanks yeah, for that joining great, us. That great... That great headshot that you guys did the art that Jesse did the artwork with. You can see that so on good. your screen whenever you want. Hey Arpin, yeah, tell them who the took fun, the shot. the fun indeed. Who took the shot, Arpin? My 16-year-old daughter took the shot. Yeah. She took about 40 of them and and she said, This is this is as good as it's gonna get, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ransom photo. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't Please. think you're gonna I'll get play, very much. I'm, yeah, I'm blinking twice. Send help. Yeah. Arpin, hey, thanks so much. Mark Antoine, thank you. Congratulations on the on the show. We're thrilled to have you on the network. And we'll see you Mondays and Fridays on SDPN. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're thrilled to be here, guys. Thanks yeah. a lot. If you're looking for a foundational daily nutritional supplement, might we suggest AG1, specifically Jesse? Hmm. What? You're the AG1 ambassador. You're recommending here. it? Well, Jesse I mean, was five foot seven before he started taking this stuff. Right? No. And then he shot up AG1 does like not, a beanstalk. Does not make you grow. Mm-hmm. No. What does it make you do? It makes you it makes you start your day on a healthy note. It has all of the vitamins and minerals you need. And like that's that's what I love about it. I I love I I don't love it, but I look at the daily nutritional value of a lot of the things I consume and when I know when I have AG1, I know that I'm getting what I need that day in terms of the vitamins and the minerals I need. You're going to get things like sustained energy, improved digestion and support for mental clarity and focus. Uh something that you should definitely check out is the free offer that you get. 
Okay, we love this offer. I love free stuff. If a comprehensive solution is what you need to your daily supplemental routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash SDP. That's drinkag1.com slash SDP to check it out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, with the excitement of September over, you know, hockey's coming back, whatever. What I do find is that you get a lot of excitement, 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 and then later in the fall, the daily grind kind of gets to you. The days get shorter. The sunlight goes away. That's, that's the absolute worst. The worst. It's the absolute worst. Yeah. And that's when things can get a little bit difficult. And that's why we recommend uh, checking out taking care of your brain. And one of the ways you can do that is BetterHelp. Um, this episode is actually brought to you by BetterHelp. And one of the things that we want to uh, impart here is that um, therapy can done, be done a million different ways. Uh, it can be done in person. It can be done over the phone. It can be done um, over video chat. It can be done by texting. Um, and all of those ways, except for the in-person, are available with BetterHelp. You're going to be matched with a therapist in 48 hours if you don't vibe with that therapist, because that's really important, too. Mm -hmm. You do need to have a connection to your therapist. A rapport. It's like a friend, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit. Um, and it's very, very helpful, obviously, with these uh, darker months coming up. So if you feel like you could benefit from this, uh, make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SDP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash SDP. All right, so we kind of mentioned it a little bit off the top, and I want to say this, um, speaking of twice the fun, uh, Bedard Crosby. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to know what you guys are expecting from that matchup tonight because hockey can go a couple, one of two ways. It can be like, oh, that was like letting the air out of a balloon. Kind of disappointing. Or sometimes it's magic. And and the NHL, to their credit, has put the the best old guy versus the best young guy. Yes, they absolutely have. Uh, by the way, th this made me feel so old. Sid the Kid, do you vividly remember Sidney Crosby's rookie year? Uh... It was 2005-06. Yes. Of course you do. Yeah. Right? I was in high school. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I was in high school. <laughs> we were in our final year of high school. Mm -hmm. We vividly remember it. Connor Bedard has never lived one second of his life in a world where Sidney Crosby was not in the NHL. When was, when was his birthday? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so can you But he's that? 18 and this is Crosby's 19th season. Okay, his birthday is July 17th, 2005. Yep. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm right. I'm right. When did Crosby start? 05, 06? Yeah. So, so he, he hadn't played his first game, yeah, but, he had, been drafted. Wrong, but you're, he had been drafted. He had been drafted. He was a two-month-old baby. <laughs> he was a babe. Steve, Steve, you made a claim. Your whole thing was that he hadn't been on Earth while Crosby <laughs> was in the league. That's literally not true. Yes, it is. We all knew he was going to make it. We knew, we knew that shit had changed. He had been drafted, yeah. But he, had, he had been drafted. And the Leafs he, got Tuka Rask. And like, the Penguins and the Leafs were set going forward into the future. I think you were wrong. I think you smell. And also, um, your shirt's stupid. It's a cool shirt. Fuck. Stop being perfect. I hate it. Listen. Okay. I think it's really cool. And the <laughs> best thing for the league would be if they traded goals tonight. Hmm. I need to see Cotter Bedard's first ever goal scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I need the Crosby reaction shot. And I need an old guy goal. It's either got to be 
Carlson to Malkin to Crosby and mm -hmm. in, or mm. Latang to Malkin to Crosby and in. Well, what about what about the old guys in Chicago? Do you want Felino to Perry to uh, Taylor Hall? Is Taylor Hall an old guy? Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, he's on the other side of third. I don't know if he's old guy. Yeah. He's getting there, but he's not like Corey Perry. He's seen things. Yeah, though. he's seen some you shit. Know. I mean, he played in, been through everything. He played in Buffalo with Jack Eichel. Like that's rough. Yeah. It's it's gonna be mean when they're like, oh man, there's so many first overall picks in this game. We got Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard and Taylor Hall, and you know, and <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Taylor, we Hall got action wanted, tonight. Taylor Hall won a heart. He did. <laughs> he sure did. It's just uh, I don't know when his career turned into. Here's someone. <laughs> Here's very good second line someone. I don't know when that happened. I like second line someone. Whatever team needs a second line someone. 100%. I checked this. Now, here's a stat for you. Every team has a second line. Get out of here. Uh, no. Um, okay. One question I have for you guys is I, uh, can Connor Bedard equal the greatest rookie debut ever? Austin Matthews, four goals, still lost the game, but four goals. I mean, can I Connor Bedard do it tonight against. The porous Pittsburgh Penguins defense. I think Craig Anderson is better than either guy Pittsburgh has, so it's it's entirely possible. Jesse, what do you think? I have just put five dollars on Connor Bedard scoring a goal tonight. What does okay. it pay? Uh, it's about two point five times your money. So oh, that's $5 not bad. Two point five million. <laughs> so five dollar bet's gonna pay you twelve dollars and fifty cents. Ooh, I'm that's gonna, okay. I'm gonna place that right now. Mm-hmm. I think Bedard's going to show up and have a great game. I think it's going to be not unlike the Austin Matthews four goal game. I think we might get like a two two goals one apple kind of game from Bedard. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I think there's going to be fourth line fuckery. Corey Perry is going to start some shit, and then someone's going to go back at Corey Perry. Let's go with Noel Achari, and then Fliggy is going to get involved. Nick Foligno, he wasn't even around in Toronto long enough that we could even call him Fliggy. But he's going to get involved, and he's going to let you know. I just realized that Nick Foligno and Corey Perry are on the same team. Yeah. Uh -huh. After I they fought, mention that. After yeah. the Tavares. Thing. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. That's so weird. It isn't it weird? That's so weird. Well. That game will haunt me forever, and that series will haunt me forever. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, so, yo, so hope Bedard scores. Do you think Bedard gets four or over? Uh, over. Um Five goals, and Jesse will say it's not a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, because once you pass three, it's not a hat trick. You pass third base, it's a home run. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be... The expectations are high on Bedard, and I think he lives up to it this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do worry a little bit about... Not his attitude, that's not the right word, but um, maybe mindset, just because like he seemed really hard on himself in the preseason, and also the preseason kind of showed Chicago doesn't have anybody. Yeah, but I think I loved his attitude actually. Oh, um, he's a he's a winner. For his sure. his whole thing was that he was trying to make the team. It was so ridiculous and out there, but it seemed completely genuine. McDavid was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the same mentality of these guys who are at this next other <laughs> level where they where they're it's not it's not humbleness because they know how good they are, but it's like this determination of like I gotta take every step at every level and I know like, hey, my first goal is to make the team because nothing in life is guaranteed. I still need to work hard and I love that from them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, yeah. gentlemen. What's wrong? I just, I just want to know. That has been on Twitter. I just want to know what kind of bets two dollars Steve is making tonight. If he's not making a Bedard bet, what are you making tonight with the three games? So Jesse, we have, we had Nashville, Tampa, mm -hmm. 
What else do we have? We've got Chicago, Pittsburgh, and yeah. what's the third game? There's the third game. Can you take any guesses? Something needs to how oh, this is your hint. Something needs to happen opening night. It happens no opening night of every uh sports league season. The military flies over the nope, arena. No, nope, no, nope, that's not uh, it. Roof, something, something happens. It's it's sports, so, and we look back to last year. Oh, a banner oh, raising. Yeah. Uh, so you got one team. Vegas. Yeah, they have to raise the banner. Versus Good. their historic <laughs> rivals. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators. Columbus no, no, they're going to do, obviously, a west-on-west -west matchup. Ooh. No, you want to start the year? By the way, Vegas was at the Raiders game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mark Stone holding the cup, and then he beat up a kid. It was crazy. Wow. I'm kidding. You know, he, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he just got really intense. Yeah. And then you he, know, Mark Stone, he just he was like, well, I'm never going to play against him again. So, uh, <laughs> what, what is happening? <laughs> We're just making fun of Mark Stone's intensity uh, in the preseason. The Yotes. They're playing the Yotes. Incorrect. Adam, what's your guess? I'm going to say the Los Angeles Kings. They're playing the Seattle Kraken. My Ooh. second guess. So it's actually quite fun because of the two expansion franchises. You know, you have the like opening that. night and the banner racing. In in reading all the previews this weekend, by the way, on the Kraken, I was surprised at how many people agreed with your take on the season preview, Jesse, which is they're not probably going to be able to repeat. A lot of people mm -hmm. who are very intelligent, who I respect tremendously, mm -hmm. yourself included, you. uh, are, are saying the Kraken are not going to repeat. Listen, I'm a believer now. I'm a believer in the Kraken, and I thought they stunk it up the first year. But, but uh, a lot it's of a people are down. Like, they're down they're running uphill. That's the thing. Like it's it's hard to repeat that. It's not like an easy thing where you can just plug and play, and everybody's back in the lineup. They have to get this thing where everybody is working together once again, which they could do. They I, won a lot of games for a team with sub 900 goaltending. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, it? I do think they can repeat. Like they don't even need to be as good as they were last year, and they can repeat because mm. they all they need is. 904 goaltending. Even slightly below league average goaltending. Which is 904. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Jesse, I have a tweet that I sent to you. Yes. Uh, and I want to just compare and contrast. Okay? The Toronto Maple Leafs start tomorrow night, but I thought, without looking, mm. tell me mm. who the starting lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs was. Uh, now that it's been flashed across the screen, everybody else will be able to have seen it so they can fact check you on this. Who was in the Toronto Maple Leafs starting lineup? Uh, last year at this time for season opener. These were the warm-up lines, according to Mark Masters of Masters Nation. Matthews and Marner were on the same line. Tavares and Nylander were on the same line. Who were their wingers? I'm trying to remember who their wingers are. Was Kerfoot the third-line center? Yes. Was Kampf the fourth-line center? Jesse, you can bring... Yes. Jesse, you can bring it up on screen. Just Steve, don't look at it. Don't look at okay, it. Okay, I won't. I won't. I don't control that. Uh, oh, sorry, Maddie. Maddie. Who the hell were you. the wingers? Acknowledge Maddie's presence. Yarn Croak. She works very hard. Mm -hmm. He played so many spots in the lineup. Third line left wing? Or sorry, no, third line right wing. You're right. Third line right wing. Okay, so you got uh, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Kerfoot, Yarn Croak so far. Aston Reese, fourth line left wing? That's right. Um... Was Obey Kubel on the fourth line? He was. Ah! Um, he, uh, there's another guy. Go Caps. Um, who the hell was the second line left winger? Was it Robertson? Nope. I actually have no idea. No, you have to guess. Keep going. Oh, no. Come on. These are Toronto Maple Leafs. Malgan. You're right. No way. And then who was the third line left winger? We're waiting for that. That's the last one. Third line left wing. Third line left wing. Is he still on the team? No. 
Third line left wing. It wouldn't wasn't Dryden Hunt. I don't know. Come on. Oh, come on. You know, he was he is a if if anybody sums up the Kyle Dubas era, it's this player. Dennis Malgin. Other than Dennis Malgin. <laughs> um Well, okay, it wasn't Barabanov. Uh he was already gone. Come uh, on, Steve. You're gonna be so mad when you I'm go gonna get be this. so mad. I'm already mad. So he was playing with Yarn Croak. He was playing with Kerfoot. We watched him play all the way back in the Marlies. Like he came all the way through the system. Joey Anderson? No. Sundine. McGinley. I freaking have Stajan. no idea. I don't know. Catch. That's <laughs> Jesse, you're messing. <laughs> Pierre Engvall. Son of a gun! Uh, you idiot! <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. Give me the defense, Paris. I'm so stupid. Give me uh, the defense, Paris. Riley Brody. Yep. Uh, Muzzin was in the starting lineup last year, wasn't he? Was he? I believe he was. Okay, with? Uh, with Timothy Legrand? No. Shit. Nah. Muzzin who? Come on. Muzzin. This is the easy one. Come on. Giordano Lilligren? Was that a thing? No. no. What? Lilligren no. was not in the starting lineup. No. What? No. What would I tell you about him? Um, Muzzin... Come on, he played with a bunch. We, played we with the guy. We hate this line. We hate Steve. this pairing, and everybody told us it was great. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Anything with Lilligren on it. No. Think about trying, think about penalties in the playoffs. Dermot. No. <laughs> oh wait, no. That was the spinorama in the play. No. Oh, Hall. Muzzin Hall. I hated that pairing. <laughs> and then you got Gier that pairing sucked. And then Giordano. No, but the numbers said they were no great. Giordano and who? Sandine. Correct. Hey, on his offside, which who was started? terrible. Who started? Oh, and net? Leafs had two goalies. Who were they and who started? It was Martin Jones and he lost. No, not no, Martin. No, he didn't Martin start. Jones. I mean, Martin either. Jones. Sorry, Matt Murray. There you That's go. right. Yeah. yeah. I knew <laughs> who I was. Who's the backup? When you said no, I was like, what do you mean? Who was the backup? Samsonov? Yeah. Samsonov. Now hey. take a look. Now take a look at this year's. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you can have a look at it. Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner, Domi, Tavares, Nylander, Nyes, Minton, Yarncroak. Uh, Gregor Kampf, Reeves, Riley Brody, McKay uh, Lingberg, and uh, sorry Klingberg, and Giordano Lilligren. A lot different this year. It is a lot different. I'm really. Yeah. I mean, I think that lineup's better, guys. I do. I think too. that lineup's way better. There is a Jenga piece that could be pulled at any moment that instantly makes the lineup worse. Like Minton needs to be good. Um, he needs to be good. He needs to prove he can hang there. Because if he doesn't work, who's who's replacing him in that lineup? Well, this is the thing. You move David Kampf up. I don't know if that's the greatest thing for him. So do you put Yarncroak to center? I don't think that's the greatest thing for him. Does Nylander then go to center? I don't think that's the greatest thing for him. But they did try it. Um, I, I, I like this lineup. There could be an Achilles heel up front. And uh, I'm still, I'm not sold on that decor, but it's probably better than the one they started with last year. Klingberg being the one I think everybody's not sold on, but you're the one who's a little less sold on Lilligren at this point. Well, I'm not, for, not that you're not rooting for him, but for it's different like, reasons. Like uh, I want Lilligren to wow me and I want Klingberg not to. <laughs> I don't want to be like, wow, he's bad. And I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if Lilligren makes the lineup if Connor Timmons is healthy. Uh, oh man i guess we'll never know i guess we'll never know yeah poor guy um uh poor guy. it looks as though as of today and this is probably just a paper transaction because they're going to sign noah gregor but 
because uh, they haven't done that yet. Right. Uh, Easton Cowan is on the roster as of right now. Mm. They have so when you submit your roster, it has to be in place for 24 hours. Uh, from that opening roster deadline to 24 hours after that, you can't make any more like paper transactions. Could could it be possible he starts opening night and never again? Like he just gets sent back to London and possibly who does Easton Cowan? Like instead of them signing Gregor right away. Oh, tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't it. know. They're not going to accumulate cap because they're in LTIR, right? So yeah. they can't accumulate cap. I think sure. I think just we just need a little bit like. 12 hours to pass and they can fix this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's this, all the cap gymnastics going on around the league. Like <laughs> you, there's like five people who really know it. And then anytime you get a slight detail wrong, you get like 50 people on. You're like, you idiot. How come you don't know oh, that? I had like, one. Oh yeah. Okay. You quote the whole cap back to yeah. me. I had, all right, I had all right. one the other day. Like nice. I think is going to get sent down today. Yeah. It's a paper transaction. And then he comes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, interesting. Nick Robertson, uh, not making it. And I think, uh, Where's he supposed to go? Well, exactly. So here's the interesting thing this morning. First line center. We know that the Leafs Leafs need a center and the Leafs need a defenseman. And as of this morning, the Columbus Blue Jackets have made it known that they are willing to deal one of their defensemen. That's interesting. That is interesting because they were kind of chock full and we sort of talked about that, uh, how they had overhauled their defense. But I think they've gone a little too far, perhaps, in that direction. And I wonder if... You know, uh, the season has to play out a little bit. I don't think Toronto would make a trade right now. They obviously want to see Klingberg, and and I'm sure you know after a couple months if the guy's going to really work out or not. But if it doesn't, that's a potential trade partner. I think there are two trades the Leafs could make before the deadline, and I think it's for sure a defenseman and for sure a third-line center. Because I, it's a lot to expect Fraser Minton uh, to come in and be the third-line center all year. If he is, that's amazing. But the NHL season's a lot longer than you know what he's ever done before. It's interesting you brought up Columbus because like their division rival is the one that Friedman speculated about Flyers. That's the Flyers, yes, yeah. So I, I think I think there's a landing spot there for a team that just needs to accumulate guys. Like they need these kinds of projects, like Nick Robertson. And I don't I don't have the Flyers roster up in front of me, but I wonder who can come back from that. If if you take Nick Robertson, you flip him for. I bet you could get Rasmus Ristolainen. <laughs> well. I don't know if you want that. Um, but I mean, you, if, you could put either of, if Minton were to go back to junior, you could put either of Domi or Nylander at center and call Robertson up, uh, throw him on second right. or third left wing. I got one. Hmm. How do you feel about this? And this is this is total bullshit. We're not we're not suggesting that this is going to happen. But if the Leafs wanted to make a, a move on the defensive side, what's been speculated by multiple people is that part of the Klingberg signing is his. His contract would go back the other way because it's a one-year deal, really easy to get out of. What about Travis Sanheim? 27 years old, $6.25 million. Nick Robertson, John Klingberg, maybe plus. I don't know how the Flyers value him. But that's a guy that was really in the doghouse last year with John Tortorella. Sometimes Torts has guys there where it works. Some guys, it doesn't work. Kevin Hayes led the team in scoring. Couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Um, yeah, just kind of wonder. You know, uh, I know. Would it kill the Leafs to like give Nick Robertson a shot? Well, well, there is that. I I'm bullish on he doesn't need to be in the NHL right now. I don't understand the rumors. Like it over the weekend, yeah, we hear like, oh, okay, he's being sent down. He didn't make the lineup. But what's the point of moving on from this young player? 
Like, why are we so quick to get rid of somebody right now just because they're not on the NHL lineup? Like, the Leafs can't have prospects, people. Like, why can't, still why the can't they ones? have somebody in, yeah. on the Marley? I what is wrong with I that? I think the thought is that he's too good to be playing in the AHL. Not true. Okay. Well, I think that's what's out there. So why? So dispel that rumor. Well, if he was too good to be in the AHL, he'd be on this team. And he's not. Um, he is an excellent hockey player who has played very little hockey over the last two years. He's been hurt too much. He's eligible to be sent down without waivers. He, I think, just turned 22. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He could be an NHL regular as, as soon as this season if someone gets hurt. There's still a possibility out there, even though he's not on the roster. Robertson uh, could be called up to fill in for an injury and score 20 goals. In the NHL, that could happen this year. Like Jesse asked a great question. You're not you're not allowed to have prospects. Like I'm I'm sorry. Uh, this whole era of doing right by guys to mm-hmm. find them an opportunity and everything. Um, I think that applies to like veteran guys. Um, it applies to guys like Barabanov, who you make a promise to get him over to to mm-hmm. sign with your team. We're gonna give you every opportunity to sign on this team. We're going to uh, play you in the top six. And if it doesn't work out, we'll send you somewhere else where you'll have an even better opportunity and you can sign a multi-million dollar deal. That's Dubas keeping his promise to Barabanov and it worked. Robertson is a prospect in his early 20s with high upside. Why are you trading that player? It doesn't well, And you're sense. guaranteed to have an injury. Guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. yeah. Like ten- well, not tonight. They're not going to play. But <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night, like game one, it, it could happen. You never know. And th- this is somebody who played 15 NHL games last season and then two AHL games and was injured for the rest of it. Played, we, haven't, we haven't seen Nick Robertson play hockey in a long he time. He played 17 pro hockey games. I don't understand. And and one training camp, and everyone's like, you know what? He didn't make the lineup. Let's trade him for something. It's a little ridiculous. You can trade anyone for anything, but it better make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there are Robertson trades out there that make sense, but... He's too good to trade, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the... He's more valuable to your organization in the AHL. And the history of the Leafs shipping guys off who they don't have immediate use for has been detrimental to them. I, I remember when, when they moved on from Travis Dermott, not this past season, but the year before, and they sent him to Vancouver for a third-round pick. I just wondered, why not keep somebody for depth? If you know people are getting injured, and because Dermot didn't have a place in the lineup, they moved on from him quickly. If I remember correct, uh, there was an injury. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> w- would have been nice to have Dermot. Exactly. And I mean, I, they got a third. I feel like they fall into this trap where it's like, okay, we're so focused on the NHL lineup that we can't have guys in the Marlies who could step in in case something happens. No, it's it's. I think it's silly thinking. And if, if you look at who the Leafs actually have on the Marlies this year, it's pretty good shit. I also think that the days of of uh you know the the doing right by the player thing while noble um uh, i think you've seen with with teams like vegas uh how ice cold you have to be to win a cup they are doing right by the player you 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 didn't play last year uh so we're gonna have you in the minors where you're gonna wreck shop (laughs) you're gonna fuck shit up uh we got a bunch of big guys down there to help protect you we also got some skill guys down there who are gonna put the puck on your stick and Mm -hmm. you're gonna score and with your great play in the AHL, you're going to come up, do a good job at the Leafs, and be an NHL player for a long time. Yeah. That's he, doing right by a play. He played two games last year. Yeah, with the Marlies. No, with the Marlies, yeah. Yeah. 15. 15 with the Leafs, yeah. but yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. No, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. It, I think you're right. It doesn't make sense. 
Doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, now, I don't know if you heard this, but after the season's done, uh, and we can actually run this video because it's uh, promotional, um, the uh, Scotiabank Arena, at my request, uh, is going to be completely renovated. $350 million. Wow, they're fixing your box. After the Leafs and Raptors. So I've got the video both on what Scotiabank Arena will look like in the actual arena and then the executive suites as well. So I'm sending that stuff over to Jesse right now. And here's the thing. Um, MLSE will be doing this with completely their own money. Good. Good. They're owned by two of the richest companies and one of the richest families uh, in, in the country. Good. Yes, they ought to be. Good for them. Good for them. I don't know. That's all they deserve. Mm -hmm. yeah. What, do you want a medal? You also, I don't think you can get taxpayer money for something like this, right? Well, you you could try. <laughs> and believe me, yeah, they would. All right, so give it a play there, Jesse Blake. Sure. Is there a sound? I don't think so. But Oh, I guess there is. We're not playing. Yeah, that. no. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> we don't need wow. that. Can you describe it for everybody listening? Essentially, it's going to be the same layout as what you're used to before, but a lot more uh, a lot more of the video screens. LEDs. LED everywhere. Like, you, you imagine a streamer's basement. That's what uh, it's going to look like. Also, there's a brand new Amazon grab-and-go where you scan your credit card at the beginning and you just grab whatever you want, you leave. So the Rogers Center has this now. So oh, they all, do. a lot of this looks like what the Rogers Center renovations look like in terms of that uh, concession area. It looks very similar. And I like the fact that there's going to be a new spot to get your jerseys. Like There was always a spot, but it was too small. You can't um, move. Yeah, you can't move. You can't get anything done in there, and I think that's going to be bigger. Um, this is all going to take place, of course, at the, um, at the end of the Raptors and Leafs season so it'll it'll happen over the course of the summer uh, all the renovations sorry all the restaurants are going to be renovated as well they're going to look a lot more modern i think you know if you walk into some of those restaurants wow. they look good but they all have like carpet on the floor and you know things that were cool 20 years ago uh now they're going to be putting in some other stuff now jesse um uh, there is a second part too and i wanted to just take you into my world um uh the uh the uh, MasterCard executive suite level. Shut up. Um, because I'd like you to know what it's going to look like. Because mm. again, I'm going to go to you know the MasterCard suite level this weekend. 41 times. This is what it's going to look like on the Adam Wild side of life. Ooh, uh, I need to see. to see. How does right, the other right. half live? All right, this is how I walk in. Oh, what's up, Scotia Club? They're like, yo, what's up, Adam? You're here all the time. And then anyway, um, uh, I guess... I mean, this is just a bunch of doors, but eventually you'll see that the posters will be updated. The page will posters. be updated. It's going to look oh. cool in there. It does oh, look... Oh, there's Adam. There's me. Oh, there hey. he is. There's me. <laughs> there's younger, fitter me. <laughs> no, that's you right now. There you go. With look at the size of the phone in that guy's front pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, that's unseemly. You got to put that shit in the back. Adam, your biceps are looking good. Well, listen, I've been hitting the gym. Over yeah, the I know. You look good. Yeah, and I'm you ready. tucked your shirt in for some reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird tuck. Like, I'm yeah. judging you for the tuck. But you got to yeah. show off look those fit. bleaks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to say that he's wearing a Raptors jersey, fake me. And then there's somebody else over there wearing a Leafs, Leafs jersey. <laughs> yeah, no. But they're at a Raptors game because it says We the North. And Gary Trent Jr. is on the screen. So, yeah. There you go. That's uh, That person wore the wrong shirt today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot, yeah. a lot of, oh, now wow. we're a Leafs game. That's a big box. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, so it should be Leafs. Leafs versus the Habs. It's Why are the Habs? The Habs are on the home team side. <laughs> Fire whoever made this. You know, they spent too much money on this. You think so? You know how much work went into this graphics oh, package? Jesse, do you know how much the renovations cost? That's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, so that's going like, to be the MasterCard lounge damn. next year. 
Oh, it's uh, like an um, open concept lounge. That's mm-hmm. not what it looks like yet, but it will. I actually really like that. Yeah. It's so, too um it's too like boxy, if if that makes sense. There's too many damn walts. Up uh like Oh, right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, now. Yeah, now. Yeah. Not uh, uh, when it was no, built. Their, their design actually takes care of that. Open concept wasn't like a cool thing twenty five years ago when it was built, right? It was it yeah. was you and know then people were like, Oh, what if we could move? Yeah, what if we just blew it all the walls? I like yeah. that about uh, Jay's game. Like if you want, you could just never go to your seat. Yeah. Just wander. Yeah. Chill. Can I ha- can I stand here? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. the, freedom. You I can't do that uh, in you know, with the lease right now. So anyway, it's it's going to be cool, and I'm glad to see it. Now, uh, unfortunately, on the eve of the NHL season, uh, we found out that any and all expression uh, has been banned. And and to give you an idea of how big this story is, you may have seen it floating around yesterday about Pride tape. Mm-hmm. You know, because all the all the Pride jerseys, the rainbow jerseys, and the hockey fights, cancer jerseys, and the military night jerseys, oh, they've all been banned. Mm-hmm. But Pride tape has now been banned. Um, uh, <laughs> so, and, and what's crazy about this is even in the UK, newspapers have picked this up. This is in the Daily Mail, mm. which is, I get... Holy... Sh- like, really? Yeah. Wait, listen, I know people have their thoughts on the Daily Mail, but it's a pretty big newspaper in the UK. The fact that the well, NHL, NHL made, stories? <laughs> maybe yeah. five a year, and this is one of them. And, and so, basically, uh, after stressing the need for individual choice... When it came to supporting LGBTQ plus people, the NHL has removed the choice entirely. Man, I don't, I don't envy the NHL right now, Adam. Why not? Oh man, the free speech absolutists are going to be all over them for this. I wish <laughs> they're going to go nuts. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. Everybody who advocates for free speech should be like clamoring. You're oh, get behind it. any you know? second now. Yeah, because that's what it's about, right? They're right. going to fight for it, that thing that they say they believe it real is, hard. It's about free speech. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's about the NHL curtailing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they don't have, like, other goals. Yeah, no. They really <laughs> no, don't they mean this, this Yeah. They mean this and only this. Because this includes limiting free speech, mm-hmm. right? Well, I don't understand why uh, they can't wear the fucking tape. Also, like, please actually try to find a player for that. Like that's what the second the story came out, everyone was like, all right, which NHL player is going to be the first to just go, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. And is the league actually going to find them? And will it be more than $5,000, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement? Mm-hmm. It's, it's my understanding that you can just tape your stick, right? There are like certain rules about, um, Stick tape. I mean, they don't apply to Mark Stone. We we know that the the butt of his stick, he uses like five pounds of right. Yeah, the the thick. Yeah, he's got the the knob. Yeah, Yeah, he's got the goalie knob, and like goalie knobs are not really enforced except color of uh, the goalie knobs because uh, they can be white and black. No, they can only be white. I believe. Oh, Uh, maybe black, but I'm pretty sure just white, um, and that's to help with uh, uh, goal reviews. Oh. Yeah, they don't like when you have. What if they just put in a? Things. What if they just put a chip in the puck and then put a line in the that's ice too, and then they can hard. just no? That's too hard. No. no. What if they just no? The internet will tell you. And then you could fire all the hard judges. You don't do. need them. No. No, actually, so the, Adam's talking about technology that would actually allow us to know when a goal was scored or not, but right. the NHL cannot use those chips um, because there's pride tape on them. Oh, and it's banned. Hold on, are the chips gay? 
Um, I've I haven't asked them. Okay. Um, that's their business. Okay. <laughs> really, but I support them wholeheartedly. Except for on the ice where you can't. Yeah. Well, you know, rules are rules. So, listen, it's it's nonsense. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make much sense. It feels to me like this is a policy that they actually can't keep to. Like no, it was excessive talking about the jerseys and whatever. But like, if Connor McDavid goes out there with rainbow tape on his stick, what are they gonna do? I don't know. Pay the fine every game. I don't know. Well, and like the, some players played with it a lot of nights, if not most of them. I know. I know Dermot was one of them. I can only go by Leafs, really. Uh, Dermot was one of them. I want to say Tavares was one of them. Uh, I know Curtis Gabriel often played with it. Um, it's I don't understand. I don't understand. Because, okay, the whole point here, and let's be honest, the blanket policy, and people are like, why isn't the NHLPA more involved in this? Well, the NHLPA wants to protect its players. And the way it looks at that is if we out the guys that didn't, where uh, that didn't wear the jersey, that makes the player look bad. So the NHLPA is instantly going to be for the blanket policy on jerseys. What I don't understand is why a player who is in support of it, of their own volition, and the tape is the tape m- matches National Hockey League standards. I don't understand why they can't just step out on the ice with it. It's not outing of the, any of the other people that don't believe that you know people that they that they are able to wear a jersey for political reasons or religious reasons or whatever, you know, whatever reasons they give. I don't understand why a a player who is pro that, I don't know what that does to anybody else. I don't understand It's an individual choice. It's an individual choice uh, of someone saying uh, you're welcome. And uh, that's banned now. You can't do that. And we found out about that the day before the NHL season began. It's PR 101. What uh, does, what does, yeah, it, and, and in the middle of a conflict uh, as well, right? Let's be honest about what was going on. The, the, the news of the day was not the NHL. The news of the day was what's going on in the Middle East. And I think, right. I think my question is, is um, how has it come to this? How has it come to this? How is it that you can't in warm up express that? you think that everybody should be welcome at the rink. Because my point last year with with Provorov and understanding, too, that certain Russian players felt uncomfortable given the political situation back home, um, there were a lot of Canadian and American players, or a few Canadian and American players that chose not to wear it for religious reasons. Um, what I don't understand is how it comes to, oh, you can't wear that stick tape and warm up. Like, what does that do? And what message does that send to people in the community who are hockey fans, been hockey fans their whole lives? Uh, hey, we, we, we can't express support. Well, for it's, it's important medical information. Uh, this is the NHL letting the entire population know, um, you know, especially the LGBTQ uh, I plus uh, community, know that they have a severe allergy to their money. And they're saying, don't support this league. Don't spend your money here. Uh, It'll kill us, actually, I think. Um, So that's, I mean, that's me being a cheeky dick uh, uh, about it. Um, I think it's it's just the league being cowards. Um, Like, listen, if you're going to do a thing, uh, have a backbone and um, stand behind it. Like uh, someone I was talking to yesterday was like, well, does the NBA do this? Does the NFL do this to do all these other leagues? I don't know. 
Um, and like, what, what couldn't hockey for once be like, well, that's their business. Who cares? Be a leader. It, yeah. What's the, what, do why do you need to compare? You lead leads? in so few things. Yeah. You lead the NHL leads North American sports in so few things. And they l- took a lead in this and, uh, I don't know, a couple dozen guys, maybe less yeah. kind of ruined it. And not only did we lose the things that um, were the subject at hand last year in the jerseys, we lost everything else associated with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. The, the, the color blue offends me. The, the Leafs should just wear white. Oh, the color white offends someone else. Like, wh- when, when did we stop? All right. And when did we stop? With the, and if you want to do the comparison thing in the other leagues, like NBA players, they all can wear different shoes. Like they all don't, there's not uniform specific shoes. So if you want to have a, a sense of expression, if somebody wanted to wear rainbow colored shoes, they could. Mm-hmm. You know, that is an option for them. In the NHL, it seemed like, hey, there's different colors of sticks. Like not all sticks mm-hmm. are made the same. The, the tape is kind of an extension of that. It didn't seem like this is. Uh, a part of the uniform in that you can mandate it. No, nope. like it's, I, it I, seemed like, hey, if uh, you wanted to have a neon tape, you could on on the handle, the no- top knob of it. So you're banning this specifically because you don't want to show support to and, a marginalized community. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this on this show within the past month. Place your bets now. Who's going to be the first goalie? Who has to change their mask? Who's going to be the first goalie who has to change their mask? It's going to be someone. Guaranteed it's going to be someone. Now, why do you say that? There's not everybody's going to understand what you mean. Because goalies put all sorts of uh, things on their mask. Artistic expression. um, Artists that they like. Family that's important to them. Something about their nationality. Something about their religion. Who's going to be first? Again... The free speech absolutist should be losing their fucking mind, um, and I don't think a single one of them is going to lift a finger. Well, I think if you were to if you were to have a military night and they had military tape and that was banned, I think you'd have a different reaction to this. Yep, you, you don't say. Uh, now, the Pride Tape team, uh, the people that create it, uh, put out this statement. They're extreme. We are extremely disappointed by the NHL's decision to eliminate Pride Tape from any on ice activities. The the league has used language in recent days which would prohibit the tape from any proximity to NHL hockey. We hope the league and teams will again show commitment to this important symbol of combating homophobia. Many of the players themselves have been exceptional advocates for the tape. For the last six years, we're grateful for the clubs and the players' support and visibility for inclusion in hockey. The NHL's amplification and global influence has been integral to Pride Tape, connecting with players, parents, coaches, officials, and fans at level uh, at uh, all levels in over 40 countries. Um, and it goes on, obviously. But I, I, I also wanted to say this. So one of the NHL's major initiatives even 10 years ago was You Can Play. Uh, that would be Brian Burke in honor of his son who passed, uh, who was a member of the community. Um, and Brian Burke, obviously no longer with the NHL. He's with the PWHL heading up the, um, um, yeah. the Players Association. But what does this undo for, for that organization? Because... There are, you know, whether or not, like, listen, there have been times where people have felt really let down by You Can Play, but on balance, I think that that overall has been a positive force and one that was needed within hockey and one that was unique to hockey. And, you know, hockey is for everyone and all all the catchphrases or whatever. What does this undo in that 10 to 15 year period? I, uh, I worry about what it opens the door to. 
Um, I I think you know I don't feel entirely qualified to talk about it, but there's there's a, a distinct feeling of uh, going backward. Um, it's uh, it's not just uh, uh, an impediment of pros- uh, progress. It's uh, a loss. Uh, of it um and uh, this won't be the last thing this won't be the last thing that they take away mm-hmm. i think unless we make a fucking stink about it and they reverse this stupid decision i think there's a lot of decision makers and a number of people who react to the story who don't understand that these things do matter and they help uh, when people see that hey my favorite nhl player wore a pride jersey during warm up hey this guy that i really like on this team wore the the pride tape that actually has an effect on people who when they see it they're like oh that that helps me you know that yeah. makes me feel better and the people who are making these decisions and banning these things don't understand that they're hurting people because they actually got a lot of joy and and love and support just by wearing these jerseys the the pride tape didn't matter it has effect and people like they have the reaction like oh why would they take it away it doesn't matter you do need that pride tape yeah Yeah. that stuff matters the visibility is very important they're taking it away and there are going to be a number of people who are like what i've never spoken to anyone who uh felt that way about it and like lovingly not even sarcastically get more friends uh you need more friends it's kind of holding you back so uh we'll leave it there but obviously i don't think that that book is closed and i do feel like that's a decision that Eventually, I, I'm hopeful here. I think that that gets... Removed. I think it comes back. I do too. Yeah. I totally agree. This does, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I hope the freedom of speech advocates are all on this. Oh, help like reverse. shit on Velcro. Sure they will. Like this, is what, this is your goal. Freedom of speech <laughs> and they're limiting it. So get help us. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but now it becomes a private organization who ah, can make their own rules, right? can make decisions. That's right. Oh, now, yeah. uh, Buffalo Sabres have finally announced the Rasmus Dahlin contract. And it's more. It's more than we thought. We thought it was going to be 10 and a half. It's now $11 million. This prompted Bruce Garriock of the Ottawa Sun to say then that Jake Sanderson deal is looking real good right now. That's well, you know who I always compare? <laughs> Players. Rasmus Dahlin and Jake Sanderson. <laughs> and like, listen, uh, maybe Sanderson think- will get that good. Um, but like, I mean, top three in the NHL good. Is that what they're expecting for Jake Sanderson? Because that's where Rasmus Dahlin is. I mean, he could be defenseman. He this he year? could be like uh, I think uh, Pete Blackburn uh, yesterday on Twitter, uh, you know, because some people were saying like top three, like this this guy's not in the Norris conversation, but he goes he'll win a Norris over the life of this contract. Of course he will. Yeah. Would anyone be shocked? No. Um, you know, and it took it took a little while for him to get there. Um, it's funny. There's still like a little subsection of people who have not adjusted their expectations when it comes to Rasmus Dahlin. They were too high, then they went too low. Now they should be high again, and some people haven't come back from the the too low. He's going to be a monster in this league. Jesse, is this contract value? Is oh, yeah. Value? Yeah, it's only going to get better as the deal goes along. Like they Now Buffalo has their like three-headed monster all locked up. It's, it's Dylan Cousins, uh, Tage Thompson, and Rasmus Dahlin all signed for seven-plus years. You know, it's, it, This is what they needed to do. And $11 million for uh, your number one defenseman who's going to be there for eight years is a good value contract. You, I don't you, know. You didn't even add um, friggin' Owen Power to that. Yeah. No, I meant in terms of like the locked up guys. Right. Yeah. Right. He still needs to... Because outside of the locked-up conversation is Zach Benson, mm-hmm. Owen Power, and uh, J.J. Paterka, uh, I think, is a, a sneaky 
good player for them. Noted Alan Walsh client. Mm-hmm. Um, damn it. It's the Leafs better win the cup now. It seems like this deal <laughs> right was done now. a month ago when we talked about it, but they just saved it for the eve of the season so that Sabres fans could get all riled up and excited. And I hope that's the case. Why not? Good for them. I mean, uh, when did we get Matthews? Like the end of August? Woo! <laughs> you know, like I almost wish like we were more patient. It's good. Like, they PR. couldn't have even waited for the first day of camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it made me feel better to know sooner, but like, woo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking. I think sick. they needed it. I think they needed it in in August. That's how intense the media was getting. Oh yeah, we all. yeah. This, it, it this isn't us. locking up Errol Carlson for uh, eight years, you know, and then by the end of it, he's he's forty two years old, and and you gotta trade him for nothing. You know, this is a guy who's twenty three right now yes. and is now playing his entire prime in Buffalo. We saw a couple seven year contracts. That will uh, expire a lot older. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when we're getting to that. Well, we'll but. do it right now. Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellebuck have signed identical seven-year extensions with an average annual value of eight and a half million dollars each. Now you got to remember the cap is going up probably fifteen or twenty percent over the next five years. So you know those percentages go down, but it is a lot of money for two guys on the other side of thirty. And and to be honest with you. Um, two guys that will go down in Winnipeg Jets history as all-time greats. So on that side, it feels good. Uh, two guys who should probably have their numbers hanging from the rafters when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, they got eight more years left. Um, so they're going to be there a while. But they're 30 now. <laughs> like, I, th- I think the contracts are going to start really well. Um, mm-hmm. They only go up kind of marginally. Considering they're star players, Shifley's goes up like two mil, Hellebuck's goes up like two mil, eight point five I think is less than we thought Hellebuck was going to get. Um, eight point five I think is pretty like market value for a guy who scored forty two goals uh, last year uh, in Shifley. But whoa, <laughs> they better hope that cap goes up, up. <laughs> I noted difference between the two of them. I thought you guys would find interesting is as one's of, a goalie. As of right now, Mark Shifley has zero trade protections throughout the duration of the contract. Uh, Connor Hellebuck has a no move clause for the first three years and a modified no trade. And that will be a 10 team no trade list. The, the no remainder. trade protection is interesting. Like they're, It seems like they're still leaving the door open to, uh, what if this goes squirrely? Mm-hmm. What if this goes sideways? Are you surprised, guys? That there's no trade protection? No, are you surprised that they're staying? Yes. Um, but I also think it, even though they're taking a huge risk on the age, it's a good bet for the Jets. Um, so, like, listen. Not all 32 teams have the same level of difficulty when it comes to attracting uh, players to come to their market. The only way Winnipeg is going to be able to get players of that caliber is to draft them. Mm-hmm. Um, signing them, I mean, you could have all the cap space in the world. Uh, like, listen, it's the coldest market in the league. Yeah. It's it's them or Edmonton. And, yep. you, don't, and you don't have Connor McDavid. For everyone to just feast, and you could be a fourth liner, get forty points. You, you know what I mean? Um, they, I, the Jets, could have spent the next half decade looking for their next Shifley, looking for their next Hellebuck, um, and still never found them by the end of it. So, 
if they don't win with these guys, then they're in shit. You got eight years. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, in the meantime, Hellebuck and his big, you know, I'm going to win a cup, whether it's here or somewhere else. Now you know it's going to be here. If he wins it ever. I like it. Uh, Jesse, uh, were you surprised they were staying? I, I was shocked at Shifley. I thought I always thought Hellebuck would re-up. I, I'm surprised they did the Shifley deal. And by the way, he has a mo- modified no-trade clause in years four to seven. And oh. it's 10 he- teams that he can be traded to. So he's going to be a uh, 22 no-trade list. 22 team no trade. Well, yeah. The Anyways. league could have 36 teams by then. You yeah. Never, you never so I, I'm shocked that they decided to do the Shifley thing because I thought that they were going in a direction, you know, where you don't end up in it with a guy who's 38 and you got to pay him all this money. But I guess because he's going to be one of the greatest Winnipeg Jets of all time, you just make the deal. But I think in terms of pure best cap management, the thing you shouldn't do is give Shifley this money. Well, I just don't know what deal was out there. Like, I actually kind of like the Dubois deal for the Jets. I, th- I think they got some quality players back, um, and they have a chance to to lock them up and make them a part of the future. Um, but the appeal is greater with Dubois. He's younger. Um, you could argue he's better. He's probably not as good offensively, probably a bit better defensively. Um, but uh, I... Who I just don't know who they would have replaced Shifley with. Yeah, I, I just I don't like the term for a thirty-year-old. I think I think the other thing is, and this is an important options? part, is that True North Sports and Entertainment, the owners, have said we're not interested in a rebuild. We are going for it every year, and I think the that means that they want to be in the playoffs every year. And and to do that, whether or not that's the smart thing to do. Uh, if they could have been greater long term, it's debatable. We've seen franchises tear it down and then get stuck in that mire for 10 years. We've seen teams turn it around in a couple years. True North Sports is not interested. And that's partially why the term and the, the dollar amounts are so high. We, we haven't seen them take the ice yet, but they were able to trade Dubois and still put out what looks like a pretty good roster. Yeah, except they feel were bad not. For they, the, the trade wasn't there for Shifley. I feel bad for Vinny Hainola. Uh, I think he's going to be out six to eight weeks with a... Um, right. I think it's a... Broken... Uh, I think some, it's, he Steve, injured I, himself. I don't know if they're ever truly shopping Shifley. I think this is probably what Kevin, Kevin Dayoff wanted in the end, is him to stay. And I, I don't even mind the number. Like, 8.5 makes sense for for a center who scores 40 goals. Is but there a, Is there a huge gap between Shifley and Horvat? You know what I mean? Yeah, and not really, I guess. Like in in Horvat, I think is making either the exact same or a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I I look at it in years in when you're in 2030 and you're like this deal is an albatross on our roster, but you got to win the next three to four, I guess. If you're if you're Winnipeg, cap, right. I mean, you would think is going to go up. I don't know, 15 mil by mm-hmm. the end of the deal. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's. A big enough issue it's the, for the future's problem. I guess yeah. you don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. The, the idea that Kevin Cheveldayoff will be the general manager in eight years and have to deal with it is I mean, believable. Is believable. Yeah. No, but, he, but he's the only one who's ever <laughs> signed Mark Shifley. He's it's been there for this dude's entire career. You're right. It's you're been right. One guy. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, future Chevy's got a bit of a problem, I guess, uh, or maybe not. Maybe not. ODR Hockey Heroes, you've heard us talk about it. You heard us mention that it's 80% funded on Kickstarter, but we still do need to get that final 20%. Yeah, 80 is not 100. I learned that in math. Uh, let's get to the... What, what? 
100. 100 percent. That's, that's what right. it was. That's right. We have 320 backers. I I would wager mostly from the SDPN community, and we do really appreciate. We should make up 420. 420? Yeah. yeah. 100 more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> now, the great thing about this is this is supposed to be a fun hockey game that you jump right into. It's done by an independent studio. And uh, frankly, you've got to save hockey from the hockey gods who have frozen the earth. The only way to save the planet is to face off in a hockey tournament with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. This is the kind of game that, the, remember those perfect Friday nights when your friends were coming over, your parents were ordering pizza, and you guys were going to play NHL all night on your N64? Mm -hmm or your GameCube, or whatever it is you played on, this is what this is. Uh, we want to bring fun back to sports video games. And you know what I hear? Hmm. I hear upon release, the game will be ready. Whoa! Whoa. Isn't that crazy? I, hear, I know we're not used to that with hockey. People games. should adapt that idea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hear that there might be a Steve Dangle character and an Adam Wilde character and a Jesse Blake character. There is. There is. Um, this and is you're also in it. This is made they, they by a, a, pigeon. a single Toronto game developer, Christopher Atala. If you were at our live event, you met him there. If you weren't, Chris started Treewood Studios about six years ago, and he's been building it ever since. Uh, so the Kickstarter is still live. Check it out. Kickstarter ODR Hockey Heroes. That's ODR uh, Outdoor uh, Rink Hockey Heroes. Uh, if you want to search for it, the Kickstarter is there. Let's get him to 100%. Is there a way to pre-order an incomplete version of the game? Uh, not this time, sir. Not this uh, time. I don't you don't know. even have to wait for the first patch. It's going to be great. I don't know. Now, something else I wanted to ask you guys about is uh, Elias Pettersson. Yesterday on 32 Thoughts, Elliot Friedman basically said that, oh, you don't want to dance with us? We, you, we're not going to dance with you either. Yeah. Pettersson did say, listen, I, before I sign an extension, I'd like to know where this team is going. Mm -hmm. And he, he basically raised that he wasn't sure he wanted to commit long term. And so the Canucks have come back and done the mature thing and said, we don't want you either. Yeah. Uh, nice try, Dua Lipa. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Exactly. This is, it is an odd, it's an odd stance to take. Now, Fridge, Fridge is obviously a lot more balanced about it than we're being, but essentially they're saying, okay, well, if you're not committed to us, well, we, we're not going to be committed to you either. And I think, I got to ask you guys, just, just off the top of your head, who needs who more? Uh, the Canucks need Pedersen. Are there 32 Pedersons out there? Uh, no. Are there 32 teams out there? Yes. So who's got more options? Pedersen. D how did I do? You did. You were perfect on the quiz, actually. Yes. <laughs> and so this is this is the thing. Now these can be. This is something that most general managers don't want. They don't want negotiations playing out in public. But very clearly from the Canucks side, you can tell that they're pissed. Cool. I don't think that's going to work out great for you guys. <laughs> what, what? What are you doing? Well, what? What is the? What do you think, in your estimation, would be the right tact to take here, gentlemen? Uh, roll out the red carpet. This is Elias Pettersson. Like I know you gave the C to Quinn Hughes. Um, that's fine. Um, this is your best forward. This is the future of your franchise. Um, despite the contract that you gave. JT Miller. I mean, by the end of JT Miller's contract, Pedersen will be the better player. You have to know that. Not just from a ceiling standpoint, but uh, an, an age standpoint. What's the age gap between them? 10 years? Probably. I, I don't know if Miller's maybe younger than I think. Um, this is... Uh, listen, I, I don't... Miller is 30, Pedersen 24. There you go. Okay, so six years between them. I don't necessarily think they have a reactionary coaching staff. I don't necessarily think they have a re reactionary front office. Um, Pedersen seems cool as a cucumber. 
So who's the reactionary person involved who's screwing this up like they always do? Pretty sure it's Francesco. That would be the Francesco Aquilini, the owner of the Vancouver Canucks. Get out of the way. I, Stop wasting your money. And he has if, a pretty listen, smart listen, hockey listen, group there. Like, like Jim Rutherford has had a ton of success. You're a rich guy. If you want to be richer, fire your entire hockey op staff and do the job yourself. Do the job yourself. It's You've been doing it for like 10, 12 years anyway. Just do it yourself. This guy, he, he can't. He well, can't. I, I was kind of musing last night, you know, there have been a lot of things that haven't made sense in, in Vancouver for a long time, especially since that run that they went on with the Sedins and, you know, finals. And, and then the next year, of you know, losing in the first round, what a surprise that was. And it really never got better from there. Um, you know, the Tortorella thing, uh, they let the Jim, Jim Benning, you know, Mike Gillis was there too long. Jim Benning was there way too long, got nothing done really. That that series against the Bruins broke broke the franchise. <laughs> yeah, hundred like, percent. They have not been the same since. But and maybe this is an unfair thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, there was a lot of dysfunction with the ownership group in Ottawa. Eugene Melnick, and I've heard it from people that worked in Ottawa uh, directly for the Senators. When he was in the office, everybody's you know head down, tail between their legs. There was a culture of fear. I don't know anything about what it's like in Vancouver. I don't know how involved ownership is, but this is clearly, you know, we've seen what's happened there on and off the ice for the last 18 months. This was very clearly a dysfunctional franchise, and it's only now coming to light. If I could give Jim Benning credit is that he was able to keep a lid on it. <laughs> Nobody knew. And then as soon as Rutherford got there, it was like all these guys are stop, start popping up and he's trying to like, you know, yeah. hold him down with hands and feet like it's, uh, you know, like a game, you know, trying to, oh, shit. Whack, whack a mole. Whack a mole, literally whack a mole. And, and I think this is just another expression <laughs> of. Sorry, I'm just picturing a game of whack a mole where you're using your feet. Yeah. Uh, or what's the twister? You know, a twister? Too? Yes. It's like, it almost felt like that, too. I, I wonder, I wonder if the Vancouver Canucks, because they, they, again, like this is how they started last year. Last year's was off the ice. Uh, but a little bit on the ice as well. You had the team not getting along. You had um, a uh, a very public dismissal and lawsuit or human rights complaint lodged. Yeah. Um, you had, you know, that this is this is a thing. And like, you know, it's like I I, I think Audrey Kuzmeko is cool too, but like he's not going to cover up for the fact that there seems to be a lot of dysfunction here. And the Ottawa Senators were the distraction. They were the ones that were in a mess. The Arizona Coyotes, perhaps before that, and perhaps a little after that too, with their dysfunction and their multiple ownership groups, maybe they distracted, but they're seeming seemingly figuring it out. Well, and those are two franchises, though, that at different times succeeded despite what was going on in the background. Yes. Arizona to a lesser extent, but like they weren't as sad sack as we thought. The Sens had that great run in 2017. Yeah, it was great. You know, and and Vancouver hasn't done anything in a while. This is a team with talent. The bubble, arguably, yeah, yeah. This is a team with talent. Oh, this yeah. is a team that can that can make the playoffs. There's no question. Yep. But my my question going into this year is, can they keep a lid on whatever mess they're hiding back there? Because it's very clear to Canucks fans that it's a mess. Very clear. You you can't get into a pissing match with your best player. You, like. Listen, say what you will about the Leafs. Like, this never happened with Matthews. Mm -hmm. and never. 
I, I did some digging. I think because they just gave him his money. Well, <laughs> thank you, co compliment section. Sorry. I did some digging to, to try and find some clues about to how, how this kind of is unfolding here. And on May 31st, 2023, Elias Pettersson's agent, J.P. Barry, spoke to Pierre Lebrun and Ryan Rashog. And he told them about this contract. We've stayed in contact. That's Barry, the agent, with uh, the GM. And he said, Elias is thinking about it. I think it's going to happen, the contract. We're going to sit down this summer. We're going to talk about staying there long term. That is the plan right now. So in May, beginning of April, the plan was Pedersen and management were going to sit down and his agent, and they were going to hammer out a contract extension this summer. Now we've reached October and the beginning of the season. Something happened over the summer where they both talked about this contract and they are now unhappy. We don't have a contract. We have a 32 Thoughts report. Yep. I think there's a lot to read into there about mm -hmm. how those conversations went with upper management in Vancouver. And we can probably deduce that they did not go well. And I think it's a wrong move here to not just give Elias Pettersson the contract that he deserves because he's one of the best players in the National Hockey League. Ugh. And you can't afford to be in a situation where he does not want to be there long term. He's an RFA. That is a very important distinction. Yes. At the end of this season, Pettersson is an RFA. They hold, hold his rights. But you don't want a situation where he signs a two-year deal, and you walk him to free agency, and he leaves Vancouver. So, so this is J.P. Barry? Yeah, that's uh, that's his agent. So <laughs> I, I, I just is, is one of his other clients, I think this is also of note, Bo Horvat. Oh. Mm -hmm. hmm. So he's had some great discussions with the Canucks, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So what I'm looking up right now, because... You know, not all agents are the same. And J.P. Barry is one of the... Oh, my God. How is this even possible? How is this even possible? He is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, agents in the game. Mm -hmm. Guess how many clients he, have, he has. This isn't his agency. Well... This is him. It would be his agency. Like, he works for... Um like under CAs, like Pat Brisson and, and JP Barry kind of work together. Right. Under but CA. Under, so. uh, for, uh, for Puckpedia, these are the players he has. I'm sure he's not in daily contact with all these players. Yeah. But he has 20 centers. Centers. 21 defense, 10 left wings, 11 right wings, and nine goalies. This guy has more. Players of basically each position than most players have of any. Mm -hmm. That is friggin' wild. So when you talk about um, a contract being important to setting a precedent league-wide, uh, I mean, forget the league. Uh, he's setting a precedent for his clients. Hmm. And this is one of his biggest ones. What do you think the Pedersen ask would be? If Sanderson, with one season, is at eight and a half, He's already making $750,000 more than Elias Pettersson is making this year. By the way, Sanderson's contract doesn't kick until next year, but you know what I'm saying. I mean... Uh, and, and okay, so Rasmus Dahlin just got uh, ten or sorry, $11 million. Mm -hmm. Austin Matthews just got uh, $12. 13.25. 13.25, there you go. Right. I don't even, couldn't, couldn't even remember the term. And, and, the, and the point I'm trying to make here is all these guys... I mean, Pettersson 
outside of injuries, has been pretty fucking spectacular. 40 goals, 100 points should get you double digits. It's He should be... Like if Nylander's at, 100, or, uh, at 10 million in his ask, what do you think Pedersen's ask? Would any of us bat an eye if at the end of this season Pedersen was nominated for the heart? No. No, I'm not, not saying all. he's going to be, but like he's going to be in that perennial 40-50 goal conversation, perennial 100-point conversation. Um, he's never going to play a moment off of your top line. Um, he could win you a rocket. Um, it's kind of tough with that McDavid guy who lives and breathes. Um, you know, Art Ross, again, McDavid, but he could be the runner-up to it. He could get a heart nomination. Why should he be taking less than what Darlene just got? Well, I, I know different positions. L- let me throw this at you. Okay. okay. Something, okay, a little mo- a little more similar. How many points did Mitch Marner have the season that he signed his extension? 94. 94. What did he sign his extension at? Too much. What was his number? <laughs> Nine. Uh, sorry, 10.893. Right. Mm-hmm. And Pedersen plays what? Center. Center. So he had 102 points. Mm-hmm. He's 24. Mm-hmm. Marner signed for... Almost $11 million. In a world where they projected the cap would go up. That's which right. Which is now we know obviously not what happened, but now we know it is. And Pedersen's a center, which right. is more valuable, period. End of story. You could argue he should be getting 11.5 or 12. I would honestly. say he shouldn't pass Pasternak. Pasternak got 11.25, okay. and that's a guy who's putting up uh, 60 goals and 113 points last year. Are you angry I- at giving him 11? No, it should be in and around there. I would say somewhere between 10 and 11. You know? Now, they do have the it's RFA the, That's the eight-year number. Yes, that's, that's the important but thing. But so do the Leafs. It's, it's, yeah. Well, the Leafs just acquiesced on every negotiation. I, th- I think we can... <laughs> that's uh, the, like throw those comparisons out the window. Um, I mean, so did the Sens with Sanderson, right? <laughs> and he didn't, even have, um, he didn't even have arbitration this RFA, right? Mm-hmm. He just got it. I think if you get the long-term deal, 100%, you're in the $11 million range. Cause Maybe that's not what he's looking for. If he's trying to do that short-term, you you save a little, but I still think it's 10 mil. Like, it's, it's around there. Do you save a little, or does it cost you? 100%. You lock up Pedersen for the rest of eternity. If you no, can. no, but what I'm saying is, is his eight-year number... It used to be, if you sign for eight years... You give your team a discount because they're they're giving you the eight years. Mm. It doesn't work that way no. anymore. Now it's we got to pay you more because we know we're taking away your free agent years. Right. I saw eleven for Darlene and I went, ooh, that's a little pricey. Oh, for eight? You, yeah. For eight mm-hmm. these days, this market, do that. Mm-hmm. Do. Th- I wonder. So I wonder what it is for Patterson. So commitment was a, a a thing that came up, and again, not knowing the situation, I wondered if. Patterson, because I think there are going to be a few players that do this over the next few years that do the Austin Matthews route. If you're a high-end player and you know the cap's going up a lot, why would you sign for eight? Why not four? Now, Patterson's had his injury issues, but the last two years, he's played 80 games both years. Mm-hmm. So it's it feels like that's potentially ironed out. If you're him, maybe it comes down to not just the amount of money, but the term. And if you're him, if you've got two or three years before free agency, and I think he's got two, uh, why wouldn't you just say, all right, I'll just sign up a three-year deal. That's all I'm willing to do. And maybe the Canucks are mad at that. If I'm Pedersen, that's what I do. Maybe he's 24 and he's confident his body will bounce back. He's not well, necessarily I think worried. About I think it has, what? Steve. It, no, no. Like if he were to get injured. Right. Right. Like he's all not right. thinking, oh, I better go for the eight years and take a discount. No, oh. he thinks he's going to play forever. So he's just going to take whatever the maximum amount of money is. Yeah. 
I a hundred percent. I would just take the show. I would take three years, you know, 13, <laughs> three years, couple million couple. Yeah. Like, like nine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're him, like you could, you could push for three years. Where's the, I would play for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. <laughs> it is always yeah, funny. Uh, Jesse, you said he should take less than Pasternak, but how could he possibly take less than nothing? <laughs> less than zero dollars. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not possible. That Marner comparison is really good, Adam. I think uh, I think he had a better season than Mitch Marner at a more difficult position. I think <laughs> with less good around him. Yep. I Marner don't was know. playing with Tavares in his forty goal season. Yep. I don't know what Pedersen is going to sign for, um, but I bet the conversation is at least twelve. And here's here's what I'll I think say. it'll shock you. Here's what you need to say to Vancouver Canucks management: If you won't, someone will. End of story. Give him what he wants. This is a player that you give what he wants. Mm -hmm. It's not, this isn't like, oh, let's go get Jay Beagle and Tyler Myers. Uh, we Oh, we got a few people that we're going to compete with. Every NHL team that is worth watching will take this guy. They'll take a run at this guy. If it, I Honestly, I know we, we always laugh about RFAs and that sort of thing. If Pedersen is an RFA, how many first round? I would be willing to give up four first rounders for that because I know the chances are pretty damn slim that I'm going to draft a first rounder better than him. You know, I, you know, we criticize the NHL for a lot of things, um, but today their ad campaign for opening night was, um, I think it was the new golden age mm. uh, of hockey. Okay, I'll I'll be honest, it feels like it. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm. Do, it's. I, like I'm bullish on this. Like I, 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 you know, I try not to insult the past and like the hockey that I grew up with and the hockey that was, um, you know, before my time. Like I didn't get to grow up with the Gretzky age, but there was an era of a wild amount of superstars, and then it was sort of Crosby and Ovechkin, mm -hmm. and then like guys would pop up here and there, and Kane and Taves, and they're everywhere now. Yeah. They're everywhere. Somebody's like, going to win the cup with three $10 million players. Hockey's like, in a good place in terms of superstars. Mm -hmm. In terms of talent. Yeah. And, and, but Pedersen, in this league, is, I think he's at least a top 10 forward. Mm -hmm. He's so a top 10 forward, not on the Oilers. <laughs> it's funny because we They talk, really screw up every conversation. <laughs> we talk about the off-ice issues in the NHL, and it seems like that might be at its worst place. But the on-ice yes. product and the reason we watch hockey and love it, it might be the best it's ever been Never right been now. better. Like, hockey is fantastic. Never been better. I like I said, <laughs> I said this in a Hat Picks video last year or the year before, uh, and I tried not to insult the guy, but there was a between-the-legs goal. From, Merrick Malik? No, it was Tyler Mott. No. And I was like... Guys, like everyone can do this now. Like David Kampf went for a Michigan last year. He didn't score it. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he went <laughs> he for it. Like everyone can do things that no one could do 10 years ago. Yep. It's, we're living in a, like a, the, the on ice product is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. It's so incredible. I know I, this started with Patterson. Well, no, I, I think, <laughs> I think it, it, it kind of speaks to, too. Like, okay. Part of the thing with, for the Canucks is if, you don't have that player up front. Like I know they're trying to build around Hughes and Pedersen and, and Demko, really. You don't have that guy up front. You don't have Pedersen up front. I know you got JT Miller, but he's not the star that Pedersen is. He's no. not the player that Pedersen is. Having and, the both of them is nice. Yeah. You've got Hughes and Pedersen in their early 20s. 
you must build around these two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, I, they, I know they tried to J- deal JT Miller like four months ago. So let's that doesn't mean that it won't still happen. My point is you need to pay this guy because everybody else yeah. will. Well, and, and you know, we if you're not going to commit to us, we're not going to commit to you. JT Miller, we're going to trade you. We're going to trade you. We're going to trade you. Here's eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of talking out of both yeah. sides of your mouth. When did they sign that JT Miller extension, though? Because I think they almost tried to trade him afterwards. Wasn't it the spring? Oh, yeah, they might have. Yeah, I thought he was almost, he was almost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're, we're going to trade you. We're going to trade you. Uh, here's eight years. We're going to trade you. <laughs> Never mind. You're staying and you're a core part of our team. Yeah. They, they got to pick a lane. I don't know. Uh, Jesse, I uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to throw this last one out there before we do a quick press conference. Um, the New York Rangers announced their leadership group, um, and there's a lot of them. Uh, Jake Truba is captain. The alternatives are Fox, Gaudreau, Kreider, Panarin, and Zabina Jad. And just the right side of all their faces. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of this artwork that they're writing. I like it. Every, yeah. Everyone thought it was six guys. Actually, combined, it's three. <laughs> so it's I also, okay. I also like. Is it okay to be a leader without? Because the, the the Leafs have this too, where a they have beer. too many alternative captains, and they have to like trade off, trade off on it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, can we just we can have two alternative captains and a captain, and other people can be leaders without it, right? What I'm confused is how they're gonna even divvy it up because. Truba is the captain. Mm-hmm. Then you have two alternates, and then you can do what the Leafs did for a while, which was split home and away. But then there's still an extra guy. You rotate. Everybody gets a turn. Everybody gets a turn. So, like in theory, could every single player on your roster wear the A at some point yes. throughout the yep. season, except for the goalie? Not allowed. Yeah, for, for whatever reason. Ah, screw it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. I'm starting to think that. Alternate captains don't really matter. Hey, hey, I I think alternate captains matter. I was an alternate captain several times. I was also a captain several times. I was just saying alternate captains do matter because you do need somebody on there talking to the ref. That's the captain. Well, not necessarily if the captain's not on the ice. The alternate alternate guy. What happens if the alternate's not on the ice? Then just somebody goes well, and talks to him. This is why you need. You to know that's, that's what happens when there's no captains or alternate captains on the ice. Nobody's allowed to talk to the ref. No one. That's that's what happens. They shut down the game. Actually, <laughs> by the way, it's well. I think I think I I discovered the problem. Yeah. It, when there's no captain or alternate captain on the ice, who do they go to? That's right. Old guy. And that's basically exclusively the Rangers. Well, Blake Wheeler. So they had to be more specific. Except yeah. for Lafreniere. <laughs> Except for Lafreniere. And Kako. And Kako. Who they yeah, don't yeah. want. Yeah. You're young. <laughs> like, <laughs> he could be great. He's not. He could be great. And they'd be like, <laughs> get out of here. Him and Kako. <laughs> I, I just don't know how relevant A, a captains are these days in the NHL. All right. Now, we're going to do a little bit of this tonight, but should we do a press conference? No. Everybody, no? ask your questions. We'll save. Uh, go to our Discord. Join it. Hit sdpn.ca and join us on Discord and go ask questions so we can answer questions on Discord tonight. Please do. Please ask us some questions. We'll be ready. 6 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. time. That's right. It's going to be in the middle of the greatest <laughs> game of the regular season, Tampa, Nashville, which starts at 5.30. And 5 o'clock if you're in Nashville. So, so it, starts. it starts during, basically, we start during, like, the intermission? Because Around could take it, Yeah, like... Well, like, who knows? Are they doing anything? Because it's opening game. Oh, sorry game. to interrupt the Tampa-Nashville game, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? You have multiple screens. Watch both. Hey! hey crazy. The well, future. I don't think you watch us, right? You can, you can, you can hear. I think you, you can. can hear us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll be on the audio channel. That's right. We'll all find out together. It'll be great. 
thumbs up to everybody. We love you, and uh, we will see you tomorrow because uh, we got another show tomorrow. Yay! Thumbs up. There you go. Thumbs thumbs up, everybody. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.